Over the past few months, charities across Chicago have come together for a competition unlike any other. How important is it for nonprofits to understand that they're competing with each other for the same dollars? Like, is that part of why this exists? Yeah, that's the whole point. The Social Venture Partners are a group of business leaders who are bringing their corporate experience to the world of nonprofit work. But they won't just be writing a check. Focus. Your organization could do 100 things, and they could all be wonderful. Focus on two. When you come in and say, well, I'm really passionate about this because I really care. Well, that's wonderful. We, we definitely want that at a leader, but we need a model, too. Alex Buck is an executive at Uptake, the fastest U.S. startup to reach a $2 billion valuation. Who do you serve, and what value do those people get from your services? Before that, she was an attorney. It didn't matter if it was a two-minute motion to the judge. You prepared for it like it was a Supreme Court argument. Jason Elk spent years leading projects for Fortune 500 companies. Today, he runs Caritas Brewing, a craft brewery that creates unique beers inspired by specific charities and donates a portion of the profits. As an investor, as someone who geeks out about finding ways to change the world through uh, products and ideas, uh, I think you know it's something that I have a passion for. Welcome to Fast Pitch. I left there like, she doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> I am giving you a part of me. I am opening up to you. It's rude for you not to be listening to me. I'm like emotional thinking about it, like replaying it. Um, but I was like, I couldn't get it together. <laughs> I was so nervous. I was so nervous. I will not feel bad about getting off the stage, going up to them, looking them in the eye. The process a fast pitch is fairly intense. I mean, you've, you've opted into, we're going to tear you down and build you up. And some folks are more prepared for that than others. They'll each have three minutes to convince a panel of business and civic leaders that they have the vision and passion to create lasting change. On the line, funding and exposure to 300 Chicago area business, civic, and nonprofit leaders. The missions are real. The advice is real. And most importantly, so is the money. I'm Jesse Batend, and this is Fast Pitch. Um, so we were in Switzerland, and we went bungee jumping. Imagine gondola in the Alps over this lake, and you're, sus you know, you're suspended by this bungee cord, and, and you sit on the edge of that gondola, and you're like, holy crap, like, what am I about to do? It is so scary. And then once you do it, you're like, wow, that was amazing. That's what pitching is to me. You know, on the other side of that metaphor is, you know, you jump off the gondola and like the thing doesn't bounce and you hang at the bottom and that sucks. Jason and Alex are partners with SVP Chicago and the creators of the Fast Pitch Contest. What makes a perfect pitch? And I know there's no one answer. <laughs> right, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I think you could talk to the top 20 VCs in Silicon Valley, and they would all disagree with each other what makes the perfect pitch, right? I mean, it's the passion of the person, it's the it's the business model, uh, it's the opportunity, uh, or, or I should say the size of the problem if you're talking on the nonprofit side. Uh, number one, do I understand what your organization does from those three minutes? Did you explain it in a way with passion and with logic and with data, but not too much data, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think passion is the number one thing. They're just passionate people. They're passionate about their cause. They can't talk about it without passion. And that's, that's the secret sauce. So here's how this works. 
Each organization will come before the partners and give their pitch without practice. But even though they're going in cold, they won't be leaving empty-handed. We invest in nonprofits, and we don't only invest money, but the partners invest their time and resources to help those nonprofits scale. Over the next few months, they'll work directly with SVP coaches to strengthen their pitch. After each practice pitch, the, the organization meets with their judges and get pointers. You know, you could be better. You're failing here and here and here. You're good here, but we got a, we got a lot of work to do. It all leads up to the final competition on May 8th. And between now and then, they'll try to answer this seemingly simple question. How can you, in a three minutes, form a relationship with as many people in that room? Because relationship is what drives engagement. That's May Chubros. I'm the co-founder and executive director of Gardeners. May was a contestant in last year's Fast Pitch Contest. It was fall of my first year teaching. Alicia, a high school senior, leans over and asks, Ms. Chupros, what are you eating? It's a blueberry. It was that day I realized Alicia had no idea what a blueberry was. One thing I think that's interesting is during your pitch, you actually said the words like, this is where the story begins. Mm, I did. It was that school in North Londo, just five miles from where we all sit tonight, where 100% of my students live below the poverty line. That's where the story begins. Was that something that made it into your pitch in the moment? Or were you always planning to be like, I am going to tell you a story? So I think I think storytelling is a great way to describe how we should be pitching. But I think, honestly, I can really give credit to the fact that I was a teacher for seven years. And kids, that. that has really made me into like very comfortable in front of an audience. Um, when you have... 30, 16-year-olds and you want to keep their attention, you become, it becomes a performance. And no matter the audience, May's not afraid to demand the attention she deserves. I am giving you a part of me. I am opening up to you. It's rude for you not to be listening to me. So I, I will not feel bad about getting off the stage, going up to them, looking them in the eye, you know, like bringing them in because some people are... So some people are coming along with the ride and some people are harder to engage. So you have to feel that balance and um, and ultimately I've won more battles than lost that way. It was a story, it is a story and um, I wanted to bring people along for that ride. But some stories are just harder to tell than others. I'm thinking, oh this is great. I'll just go in and tell the breakthrough story the breakthrough way. And I remember <laughs> that first, the first um, time where we had to just do our pitch in front of the coaches and they ripped me to pieces. Wolanda Cannon represented Breakthrough Ministries in last year's Fast Pitch. What we do is focus on 40 blocks and we just wrap our arms around them and look to meet all of the needs of those people within those 40 blocks. Frankly, it was it was hard at first to understand what breakthrough actually did. Like where where do I put them in this logical space? It was sure. it was very broad. You know, I remember this one coach and I don't I don't remember his name, but I remember him vividly. He said, "Gosh, you're so passionate and it's great, but what do you do?" Like Hmm. And so for me, I was like, what do you mean? I just spent three minutes telling you what I did. And so that challenged me 
quite a bit. I couldn't get that voice out of my head that said, you're so passionate, I'm excited to do something, but I don't know what it is that you do. With those words still ringing in her head, Walanda came back for the final elimination round. I don't know what it was, I was so nervous. I am in my car talking to my friend, bawling, like crying. I was like, and I can't tell you like my emotion. I felt anxiety. My stomach was in knots. I felt so nervous. Neither of the times until the last one, I couldn't get a, Walanda, you did great. I never got that. You know what I was looking to me that was like validation for me. I never got it. Walanda made it to the final, but her nerves just wouldn't let her be. I could not stay in the room when they pitched. Really? I could not. I would say, okay, you know, I would hope that I wasn't last because then I would just have to be in the hall for the whole time. Which might have been a crucial move because while Walanda was in the hall, some very confident people were pitching. I'm gonna be honest, I put everything, my whole life was about that two months. Really? Like literally, my life centered around the pitch. That was my entire life. And I have a wow. two, three, and six-year-old and a husband, so that says a lot. <laughs> like literally, my my six-year-old knew lines from my pitch. No, <laughs> yes, no. Yes. I told myself that day, I said, you know what, Deanna, if you don't mess up, you could win. And as I saw the other pitches, I got more confident, hmm. more confident. That's Deanna Sherman, co-founder and executive director of True Star Media, a nonprofit media company run entirely by Chicago's youth. From very early on, I just loved to um, convince people, you know? It's like, literally, I used to rap in high school and my name was Deanna Dills. And the reason I got that name was because the engineer was trying to charge me. You know, I'm this like young college student. And he said, you're always trying to get a deal. I'm going to call you Deanna Deals. And before that, I had such a generic name like Lady D or something. So I was like, oh, Deanna Deals. I like that. I mean, and it's still friends of mine that know me from that era that call me Deanna Deals. Deanna's pitch ended up taking home the top prize in last year's Fast Pitch. And... It's become somewhat of an infamous moment. Let me tell you about Jan, a shy and timid young man from Roseland, one of the most dangerous neighborhoods in Chicago. We still refer to it as the Jalen moment. The reason I won the pitch, in my opinion, is because I was able to get the young man who my story centered around to actually come to the competition. The promise of a rewarding career seems so that maybe you stop trying. You know, I'm telling the story of Jalen, and then I get to the end, and I say, We have Jalen here with us today. It was mic drop. I mean, like, I get goosebumps thinking about it just now. It was such a crazy moment in that crowd. Everybody was, like, hushed, and then Jalen stood up. And he looks up, and the crowd is like, ah! It was unreal. I mean, it, I was definitely like, damn. Um, I mean, it was better than a TV show. Sorry, I have a message to cuss on radio. I needed a surprise element. What was mm -hmm. gonna be the surprise? What was gonna be something no one was expecting? And that was it. You had that closer ready. I had the closer. Yeah, yeah. Deanna deals. Even though Deanna took the top spot, there was another winner as well. At first, we focused on 40 blocks. 
our parking lot crier, Wolanda, ended up taking home the judges' selection award. 40 blocks where people eat, sleep, live, work, play, go to school, and provide for their families. I was so proud, and it, it really meant a lot to me. It really meant a lot to me, so. It was like something shifted between the semifinal round and the final round to where I was really nervous and crying because I was trying to get their approval huh. to... That's fascinating. This is the work that I do. I'm just here to let you know, here's the landscape, here's what's happening, here's the solution. I'm in the boat, several other people are in the boat, I extend an opportunity for you to join us, but it's okay if you don't. What I have to offer is not just valuable for me, it's valuable for you. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Instead of saying, hey, come look at me, you know, this is what we're doing over here, come on, join us. My mindset, it just shifted by the end. I think that just kind of, um, that just kind of came to me, just kind of um, flushing it out here. But I think that that was the difference. I yeah. think that's exactly why we want to do this, because yeah. it's, it's that fundamental, like, strategy and philosophy to reaching people. Like, it's not about persuading people yeah. as much as it is about reaching people. Absolutely. And there's no one correct way to do that. Absolutely. The pressure was there, like they say, pressure, um, you know, burst pipes or makes a diamond. You know, I'm gonna be honest, that was so much of a self-esteem confidence builder for me. I mean, it was probably the biggest confidence builder of my career so really? far. Yes, winning that competition, you know, I applied to be a TED Talk fellow, I'm trying to get out on a speaking circuit, it just has, you know, how something happens in your career that kind of jolts you, but it's something that gives you the clarity, like you belong here, you can do it, push further, push higher than you've ever pushed, and that's what the pitch competition did for me. When you hear those kinds of statements, you feel like, wow, we put... We worked hard, but you know this isn't our day job. This is not our family. This was a side thing that was meaningful to us. If we had that kind of impact on somebody, wow, right? Wow, right. That's you don't you don't get that out of just writing a check. This episode of Fast Pitch is brought to you by SVP Chicago and Rivet. Over the next few weeks, we'll be introducing you to this year's contestants and the incredibly important work that they do. We'll be giving you an inside look at how they build their pitch, and we'll get Alex and Jason's advice about what they need to do to take home the top spot. The Fast Pitch Showcase is May 8th. Get your tickets now at svpchicago.org. Special thanks to Fast Pitch creators and SVP Chicago partners, Alex Buck and Jason Elk, May Chubros of Gardeners, Walanda Cannon of Breakthrough Ministries, and of course, Deanna McCleary-Sherman of True Star Media. If you're interested in getting involved or finding out more about any of these organizations, you'll find links in the show notes for this episode. We hope to see you at the final showcase on May 8th. In the meantime, I'm Jesse Batend, and thank you for listening.